Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. MLS fan base, what up? Soccerscape, welcome. Kevin, what's going on? Jordan, what up? Congrats. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, DC is DC United. What's up, guys? K9 Hampton, welcome to the call. What up? RY17J10, what's poppin'? NSIVAKUMAR40, what up? Welcome to my area. We got a link up. Yeah, 100%. Let's do it. Yes, sir. You're correct. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate you saying that, man. Very, very appreciative of that. What up, guys? Can you guys give me a thumbs up if you can hear me okay? I don't know if it's connected to the headphones and everything. And I don't know if it sounds good through the headphones or maybe if I'm just talking live through, through the thing. Yo, what up? R. Cantrell? I don't think I've seen one. Yeah. R. Crant. Cantrell, what up? Ball and determination. I'm happy to hear that. Keep putting in that work, and I'm excited to hear where you get to in the future. Can you hear broke? <laughs> what's up? Okay, cool. Uh oh, oh, my lighting went out. Hold on, guys. Oh man, and I'm doing the first no lighting. Ask a Soccer Pro show. What up, Andy? Welcome, Coach Edgar. What's up? What's going on, Charles? Welcome, Charles. What's going on? Hey, Kevin from Bakersfield. That's what's up. Yo, all right, uh, guys. Drop me. So, well, if you're just joining, this is the first time you've joined in live. Before I get the lights back going on, this is the Ask a Soccer Pro show, episode twelve. I think it's episode twelve. It might be episode thirteen, but I think we're episode twelve. And uh, you know what it is, guys. It's it's your chance to ask. 10-year MLS pro Quincy Marquois, any and all of your awesome, amazing questions. Year 11 now that I got with DC. So uh, I'm going to go and try to reconnect the back of the light. So while I'm reconnecting the light, guys, drop a couple questions you've got, uh, got below, anything uh, soccer-related or otherwise. Like, what's going on in your lives? What's something you're struggling with just personally? What's something that uh, I could be of help with, maybe? You know what I mean? Let's do it. We're building a sick community here. I'm glad to see you guys joining in every Thursday at 6 p.m. PST. And uh, for those of you who are just joining for the first time, make sure you go to www.perfectsoccerskills.com slash book and get a copy of our book. So guys, go ahead and drop a couple questions and stuff that you got so I can get to you when we get going. And I'm going to go to try to reconnect the light real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what it is. We'll share that down, actually. There we go. What up, guys? All right, there we go. Let's see. Jerry Gutierrez, 10, welcome to the live. Thank you for joining us. Um, let there be light, that's right. All right, so let's see what we got here. All right, let's go. Andy, thank you very much, I appreciate the congratulations on the contract. As you guys know, I signed with DC United. So we're currently, I don't know if you can really see behind us there. This is off the, off the patio of our back thing. We're in Florida right now for preseason. So even though Florida in preseason, I'm tired from training today. We still made it live on time. So let's see what we got. Uh, Coach Edgar asked me, how's it going? It's going pretty good, you know? Working on getting back in shape. Preseason is always uh, a grind. So just hopping back into things, so we'll see. So so it goes. Uh, what state are we in? I mean, we're in Florida right now. We're at Clearwater. 
Yeah, we're in clear water where the water is clear. It's been pretty nice. Uh, training is, uh, for, Fernie said, how's training with Rudy? It's good. Um, you know, I've only trained with these guys for a couple of days, but you can see he's a, he's a world-class player, very smart, um, uh, very technically sound on the ball, makes great decisions. And then uh, Lucho yeah, is also a high-quality player as well, too. So it's, it's been cool to kind of get in, get moving in with the team and get a feel for how they play. Um, let's see. K9 said, "Hope I get to meet you when United come to play the Dynamo in Houston. Hey, if you're uh, if you're at the game, you catch me definitely on my way to the field. I'll say what's up. We got to take a picture." D underscore Lano, welcome. Happy to have you. Um, <laughs> MLS fan base said, "Did y'all know Kuti has more MLS goals and MLS cups than Zlatan?" Uh, that is true, but probably not for much longer <laughs> on the goal side. Thank you, MLS fan base. I have gone ahead and pinned that. Um, Fernie asked, did you try out for your high school soccer team? Uh, I guess technically, yeah. But I think, in, well, I, at, my, at the time when I was in high school, soccer wasn't like, uh, <laughs> soccer was almost a sport where the coach had to be happy with anyone who came out. But yes, I did try out for my high school soccer team. And I think my first year I played JV, so I had to play JV my first year. My second year I played varsity. I was on the varsity team, but I didn't play at all, like barely played any. And then I think by the, my junior year, I got to play. I got to play a bit more. Uh, I, I played quite a bit my junior year and my senior year, but my sophomore year I was basically on the bench the whole time. Uh, Jordan asked, what's the best way to get bigger in soccer, like eating and weights? Um, Jordan, what I would say is you don't necessarily have to be bigger in soccer. I think uh, being smarter and clever is more important than being big and strong because uh, you can lose your, well, I mean, you can lose your, it's a lot easier to lose your strength. Uh, it's a lot more based in fundamentals to start from, uh, from like soccer IQ. I'd say that's the one thing that, um, well, not the one thing, but I would definitely say in more recent years with the extreme growth of the league and the quality of players that have been coming into the league and uh, the technical ability and the soccer IQ of a lot of the players that are coming over here, um, I've learned an awful lot in the last couple of years. And uh, what I definitely know now is the my youth process and my youth learning process was not on par with what is necessary to play in these, or yeah, it's not on par with the, these leagues overseas. Um, kids overseas are, are understanding the philosophy and fundamentals of technical, tactical side of the game from a much younger age. Over here in the States, we're, we're pretty far behind when it comes to that. I think we're putting things in place to get better at it, but um, when you're on the field, you can see the difference, I think. But having said that, it's not impossible to learn. So it's not a matter of like, oh no, you didn't, you, won't, you didn't do it from a young age, so you can't learn. It's just, there's a learning curve and your ability to learn quickly is what determines whether or not you can stick around. So, like I said, I didn't have the, the coaching, the tactics, the IQ, the things, the things that I have now as a player, I did not have, and I didn't have access to that type of information when I, was, when I was growing up, which is a big reason why we made Perfect Soccer, because I basically put in the book, put in the training center, put in all the stuff that we, we've got and we're building out. All the things that I've learned since going to college, since going to pro, since making it now into my 11th year professional. Like I've seen the transition of American soccer from where it was to where it is now. And I have a very clear understanding of what's required to play and stay at this level. And had I known this at a younger age, my technical and tactical ability would be much, more so my technical, I'd say my technical ability would be much higher than it is right now had I known what I know now at a younger age. Because then I could have I could have put in the reps. You know, Ross talks about it a lot, every, almost every other in-depth with Ross and um, one skill, one drill. Guys, you can't avoid the reps, you have to put in the reps. And um, though we put in the reps on the field in terms of time on the field and 
playing as much as we could and doing everything we thought we could be doing, now that I understand what's important and what's not important, had I known that younger, I would have gotten even more reps doing the things that mattered most as opposed to doing what I thought mattered most and uh, what I see most, most players uh, getting caught up on doing the wrong thing. So it, it also matters what you're doing just as important as how much you're doing. And uh, yeah, so basically everything I've learned up to this point, well, I'm 31 now, um, everything I've learned up to this point I'm basically, we're, we're basically compiling into the books and the training and everything we're doing. And, you know, if you're 15, 14, 15, 16, you're getting to download that knowledge now and apply it now. So imagine how much further ahead, how many more reps, how much, how much better at the game you will be, especially the MSL, by the time you're 23, 24, 25. I mean, I won't be able to compete. You know, if I'm still playing by that time and you guys who are maybe 14, 15, 16, 19 and you get to 24, 25, you'll be running circles around me because technically you'll just be, you'll have had more reps and that's, that's, that's the difference. And we talk a lot about it or I talk a lot about it, guys. It's time. You're, you're playing the time game and uh, the, the younger you are when you come to these realizations, the more time you have to, to beat your opponent just off of compounding effects. We've always talked about that exponential versus linear. And um, if you guys haven't heard me speak to that in more detail, I know there's a lot more new people on the live. Make sure you go and rewatch all the all the previous Ask a Soccer Pro Show live replays. I, I publish them like on a two week delay. Uh, eventually we'll get them in sync. Well, at least they'll be on a week delay. I think right now we're on a two or three week delay. But what's good is because it takes us time, we. Um, timestamp every single episode and what's cool on YouTube now, you can click the timestamp and it jumps you to that point of the video. So um, all the things I'm speaking about, we timestamp them and add them on over there. But all of the all of you who join me live get to get your questions answered and stuff. So that's the benefit of joining in live. But if you don't make the lives or you want to re-go over concepts, because a lot of the stuff I talk about, you know, it, it makes sense, but it takes hearing it five, six, seven, ten, twenty times and then doing it. Uh, before you really start to drill it in and form habits out of it. So I very much encourage all of you guys to make sure you're re-listening to the live replays, um, you know, when you've got the chance and opportunity. Let's see. So that's, that's the answer to your question on getting bigger in soccer. Not necessary. Smarter. Get smarter first. How's the process of... Okay, MLS fan base asks, how's the process of moving to a new club and meeting new teammates? Uh, I've done it quite a bit, so I understand the process. I've been through it a couple of times, and I've got my own little uh, quick ways of integrating into the organization, understanding what my role and responsibility is, and you know, building rapport with the guys in the locker room and uh, getting it all together. But it, it's a lot, honestly. I, I just, I guess, I know it, so it doesn't, it doesn't seem as much as it, it actually is, but. Maybe to put it in perspective, most times, I was in a free agency year, so it was a little bit different than it has been in the past when you just get to get traded. But when you're traded, you're, you're letting known that you're traded, and usually you're finding out where you're going to, and then within a day, you're flying out to that place. So if you're in California, so for instance, I'm in California, I fly to Montreal last year. So now, um, you know, you, you're put on the phone with the team admin, they set up your flight, you fly to the city, you land, then the very next day you'll probably get like a physical, the, the doctors will check you out, the technical the training staff will check, check you out, then uh, they'll clear you, you'll join the team for training like right away. So you're just kind of just thrown into the mix. Um, so you're, 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 everything's kind of flying at you on the fly and your ability to understand where you're at and what's going on. I think experience plays a big role in that. Um, I think, you know, I can see how it can be very difficult for people experiencing it for the first time, just because it's a lot of information. It's a lot of new things getting thrown at you. So um, there is an adjustment period, especially when it's your first time. But then, uh, you know, you, you try your best in that, that first training session to get an understanding of uh, the tendencies of certain guys, what the formation is, what the philosophy of the coach, coaching staff is. You're also trying to learn the names of everybody. You end up getting, you're introduced to not only like the 28 or 29, 28 to 30 players right there. You're also introduced to, you know, anywhere from, you know, four to eight people who are on the coaching staff. 
the four to ten people who are on the uh, athletic training staff, and then the front office people, and then just yeah. So there's a lot of people, a lot of things that you're you're trying to figure out, and then after that you're to you go back to the hotel, but then you're also having to figure out how you're going to move all your stuff from back home and getting that organized and put together, and. That can also be very difficult if you have a family versus if you don't. A lot of people have families, so now that's figuring out new situations for your kids. If you have them where your wife or you know fiance or girlfriend is going to be working, if they're going to travel with you, um, you also have to be mindful of maybe you move from Texas where housing is you know I don't know a one bedroom house is a thousand dollars a month, and then you're moving out to San Jose where a one bedroom house is three thousand dollars a month, and your pay is the same because you're signed with the league. So that's something else that you have to take care of as well. And then you'll you'll pack up your things, and then you got to find a new apartment or a new place to stay within the budget of where you're at. And then you have to figure out how to get to and from the training facilities. Then depending on when you get traded, you also might be traveling to another city or might be going to preseason like I am here. Um, where you're not even in the city yet to learn it and figure that out to see where you're going to go and what you're going to do. So, I mean, that gives you a very small insight as to what it is actually like to be a professional player and to get traded or to join a new organization. You know, those are the things, at least in the MLS. Um, yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it, it's a lot. It's a, it's a whole lot. And that's why I think uh, as time passes, the more experience you have in this league the more valuable that's going to become because there's just so there's so many things that people aren't aware of that have to get done for you to before you can even step on the field and perform and it's expected that you step on the field and perform and that's a big reason why I talk a lot about MSL guys you know it's the mental strength league even though all, I, that was maybe 30% of all the stuff that actually you have to be mindful of and get used to and acclimate to uh, but that does not also not include the fact that you have to perform on the field. You have to go out there and you have to you know, contribute to your team, uh, learn new guys, learn new systems, and, and, uh, and, and perform up to, up to the level of a professional. And uh, you know, the mental side is the most important and the most difficult, I think, thing for guys to master and uh, necessary, especially if you're an American, Especially if you're American in this league, you know, I think uh, it's, if, you, if you're if you seeing and paying attention at all to the MLS, you're, you'll start noticing, and I think it's going to just be an, in, an increasing trend. More and more uh, American players are going to be retiring at younger, young, younger and younger ages uh, because because of the, the, the shift in where the league is going, and, and, uh, and I think the disconnect between the understanding of how much actually goes into playing in this league at this level, and uh, what you get in, uh, you know, what you're compensated for doing it. I think I think the guys who are in the league and get a little bit, bit of experience and they actually understand what it takes, how much work it is, and how much time it is, how much energy it is for the pay for most guys. I I, I think I think because they know what it is, they're they're opting. They're opting other other paths and avenues just because it seems more uh, fruitful for them, and I understand it. You know, a lot of those guys went to school or finished school, have their degrees, or at least have the ability to have their schooling paid for. So, so they're going back and finishing. Let's see. K9 Ampton said, "I had I'm ha I keep having." Hip pain after my training sessions and games, and I have started doing hip mobility yoga. Is there any other recovery techniques for my hips other than sleep and yoga, stretch, foam roll? Yeah, there's other stuff, but you'd probably want to speak to a specialist. Having said that, uh, I think you're on the right path with what you're doing. Um, maybe talk to Ross. Ross had labrum surgery, so he had something with his hips, so he can maybe give you some more insight from his own personal experience. But I would also, I'd also recommend, guys, if you're able to uh, make sure that you're speaking to a specialist or an individual who has experience or expertise in that. Um, I try not to do any type of diagnosis, you know, um, to anyone individually. Uh, just kind of general information of where, where to go and get, to get the information you need for what it is that you're trying to do. I think yoga is a great, uh, is a great, uh, like, supplemental cross-training 
uh, exercise that you can do. But I also, I also will tell you to be very mindful of your body, learn your body, understand what you need individually, and understanding the difference between pushing through discomfort and uh, pushing through an injury, right, or actual pain or whatever. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that helps. Is it impossible to make it pro not being tall as a center back, but being able to slide and defend and replays? No, I don't think it's impossible um, to make it. I just think to make up make up for your lack of size, you have to be that much uh, smarter on the technical or tactical side of the game. You know, your ability to um, your ability to read the game and break up plays without having to use physicality. So um, I've seen some of the biggest guys ever and no, they're no good in that spot and I've seen some of the like four foot eight and they're just, you know, they're extremely intelligent and, they, and vice versa. So uh, size is not a limiting factor, especially in this sport. Uh, let's see, Coach Edgar said I need one of them shirts and, sweater, and sweaters. Go on the site, man, perfectsoccerskills.com. We're adding, we're adding new stuff. Apparel and custom pieces. Serena's been putting together a bunch of dope stuff, so I'm, I'm juiced for it. Um, watching this, the one known as Anthony said, uh, watching this while running with my dog, multitasking for the win. That's what's up. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm, I'm huge on that. Usually when I'm running, you know, doing that thing I hate the most, running, because it's necessary and you've got to do it. Um, I'm usually listening to podcasts. Well, not usually. I'm always listening to podcasts and learning all I can from from a, from a bunch of different sources, from financial literacy to investing to marketing and sales, and usually I stick to those topics on the podcast while I'm running. Uh, Jordan said, should I give 100% every training and do you? My dad said it could lead to burnout thoughts. It depends on what you mean by 100%. When, I, when the 100% you should be giving every, every day in training should be your mental energy and focus. So you should, you should always be 100% focused on, on the task at hand and what you're doing. Now, 100% effort in terms of like running 100% or jumping at 100% and doing all that, no, you shouldn't do that every training. That You wouldn't be able to do that, you wouldn't be able to sustain that, but your mental focus and, and energy should be 100% every single time. And um, uh, you should never, you should never, you should never give up on the field. So like whether the ball's not coming to you, so you're angry and you give up on a play, or you're tired, so you give up on a play, or any of that, you should never, you should never give up. You should never give up. So if you're tired, then do everything with purpose on the field. So know why you're doing something. If you're not making that run because you're recovering, so you can get in a better position, so you're ready and have your second win for the next play, then okay, that means you're doing it with purpose. But to just to do things without purpose on the field is what you want to avoid to the best of your ability. Um, uh, do you recommend US Development Academy or regular academy for 13 year old? I played both, but currently play just high level academy, not DA. Uh, I don't know enough about that to answer that question, to be honest with you. Um, I believe I understand the difference in what you're talking about, but I don't know it well enough to comment. The person who would know the answer to that would be Ross. So make sure you ask Ross that specifically. And to to that point, that's that's a good point to make at this this point in time. Um, I'm not going to, and especially here on the channel, we're not going to pretend to talk about things if we don't know the answer or we don't have personal experience with it. So I hopefully. Hopefully you guys are learning that from us, and I hope you are uh, expecting that out of other sources that you're getting information from, and and how you're going about critically thinking about the the things that you guys are taking in every day. We're in the information age, remember, but not all information is created equal. So, getting you to critically think, guys. MSL. Good question, but I I don't I don't know so. Um, I do know that Ross is probably the, the man to answer that question. Let's see. 
Rye17 asked my former team. My former team was uh, Montreal Impact. Um, <laughs> you look good in DC United gear. Hey, I like, you know, I'm not going to lie. I like the gear. DC DC United is coming with some pretty dope gear. I was, uh, I got all my stuff like two or three days ago. And I was like, you know what? You know, I'm just, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Uh, Rome 06, what up? Welcome to the live. Uh, let's see. Zona asks, one question. I'm, I'm a 14 year old and taking soccer very serious at a young age. Did you start eating healthy or did you eat like, did you eat like, sh uh, like snack there and then? I think you're asking how important is nutrition for a soccer player? I think I answered this. Maybe it's in the last, the last live, or maybe the one before that. Um, it, nutrition is important, and it's good to be mindful of it and eating as healthily as you can. But do not think that nutrition is a substitute for, you know, fitness and uh, being a student of the game and putting in the reps and doing stuff. Uh, like it's just in addition to, it's it's to supplement, it's it's to enhance what you've already got in place. It's not going to replace any of the aspects or any of the nine keys we definitely go into in in our book uh, and cover. And, yeah, uh, f uh, nutrition is a, is a part of fitness. It's a part of recovery, it is not, I believe, I don't believe, we don't believe that it is its own standalone thing. And the reason why I don't believe that is because it's the easiest thing to do. And because it's the easiest, people like to pick. In my experience, what I've noticed is most players, parents, coaches, pick the easiest thing of the whole to do to justify, or not to justify, but to, to almost avoid, have a good excuse for avoiding the things that they know are more important. So if there's a, if there's a priority list of, of nutrition, I think, I, let's say there's a list of 20 things that you can do in soccer, 20 total possible things of importance in soccer. For me, nutrition is like 17, 18 on the list, but, but most players and parents and coaches move that up to number one or number two for for the reason I believe they move that up there is because that's the easiest thing to control. It takes the least effort and it's the one thing that you could like show everybody else that you're doing without really doing anything. Right? Like, oh look, I eat, I only eat lean meats and vegetables. Look at how serious I take my, my soccer career, you know, and I'm going, yeah, but okay, when you're not eating this food, what are you doing? Are you putting the extra reps? Are you doing the extra, the extra work? When you're on your phone, are you scrolling through Instagram and playing Fruit Ninja in Fortnite? Or are you watching In-Depth with Ross and Tactical Tuesdays and being a student of the game? You know, are you, when you're watching the game, are you watching as a fan? Or are you watching the person in your position and understanding their movement off the ball, how they're finding space, where they're where they're finding the game, how they're taking their touches, are they checking their shoulder, what what you know what I'm saying? There there's there's doing something and then there's and then there's learning from something. And most people mistake the two for the same thing. Me watching a game and you watching it, we might both be watching the game, but we're both watching it from different perspectives and getting two completely different things out of it. You may be watching it for entertainment and to pass time, and I'm watching it to uh, gain knowledge and invest my time in, uh, in my future. And that's a mistake that many people make. They assume they're looking at someone next to them and they assume they're doing the same thing as them when, when they're not. So not every, you know, it's the whole don't judge a book by its cover type of thing. Um, let's see. Notorious PK said, thanks so much for helping with soccer. No problem. That's what we're here for. Uh, what do I want to look for when looking? Okay. Jeffrey said, what do I want to look for when looking for a good club? I need, I need a bit more context for that. What level are you talking about? Pro, youth, what are your goals? 
what age are you? What level are you at? Honestly, you know what I'm saying? If you could, if you could get deeper with that, that would be easier. And to be fair, like something, so like super, super specific stuff like that, guys, um, as you know, if you've read our book, and if you haven't, make sure you go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash book and get a copy of our book. You get, once you get a copy of our book and you go through our book, we answer like 99% of all questions you could possibly have in our book. But then, within our book, you get access to our private Facebook group. And in our Facebook group, what we promise to you is if you go through our book, you take notes, and you write down all the questions that you have that we didn't answer in the book that are maybe extremely specific to your situation, you drop that in our Facebook group, one of us is gonna get back to you and answer your guys' question in detail, and then publish that on the page so everyone else can see that as a resource. And we'll then add that to our book as we kind of build over time. So uh, this is interactive, guys. This is a community, and you can't, we can't get better if you don't help us get better with the questions that you ask. And uh, the quality of the answers you get comes down to the quality of the questions you guys ask. So uh, the more engaged you are, the more thoughtful you are in how in what you're doing, and the more you apply what we're teaching and you're getting results, you'll face new soccer obstacles. And we're more than happy to help you with that. But you put in a little bit of work and we'll put in some work for you as well too. So I'm not sure, I don't know if I've fully explained that on, on a live in particular, but that's how we're kind of building this community and, and, and building out all the resources you guys are going to need to, uh, to keep moving up the ranks here. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one -on -one directly? Now you can with Be Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash bpro, that's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Uh, okay, uh, what is your mantra and specific things you say during positive self-talk during low points in your career? Um... So positive. So something I'm always telling, uh, something I'm always telling myself, that I'm here, right? So I'm good enough to be here now. So I'm gonna do what I need to to be good enough to be here later as well too. And if this person doesn't believe in me and that person doesn't believe in me and everyone thinks I'm an idiot and stupid and dumb and whatever, I just go. It's gonna make it that much sweeter when I prove them wrong. And at the end of the day, most people are concerned with themselves. I heard something. What was it the other thing? Oh, I said, don't take yourself too seriously. No one else does. I thought that was a good one. You know, I think, try, okay, try to put yourself in a situation where you were embarrassed or something happened and you were worried about what other people thought about something. And then, and then equally think about the other person when you were experiencing that yourself. Like, what were you thinking about the other person? And you'll start to understand, you'll realize like, oh, I wasn't paying attention to what any of those other people were doing. I was concerned with what I was doing. Well, that's what everybody's doing. So you barely have enough time to focus on yourself. F focusing on other people is, is just giving you even less time to, to, to focus on yourself when you already don't have enough time to do that anyway, or you're already not making enough time for that. So uh, hopefully that answers your question, but uh, like more specifically, just um, not allow, you know, tell myself just because I don't have what I know I will now doesn't mean I won't have it later. It doesn't mean I'm not willing to work for it. And uh, I'm good enough. I'm good enough as I am now, but I can also be better. So why not be better? There you go. Put that on a t-shirt. So those are all positive self-talks. And I guess you create habits out of that by doing that and saying it over and over and over again. Um, yeah, you, you say it over and over and over again, but you have to act it out as well too, you know? Just saying stuff and positive self-talk isn't enough. You have, to, you, have to, you have to do things that substantiate the self-talk. Most of the reason for me, I, I, I feel most, most people don't benefit or aren't applying self-talk or they, they don't see the benefits of it because they're not then applying, they're not implementing what they're what their self-talk is telling them, right? Like, I'm a great, I'm gonna be a great soccer player. I'm, 
I'm confident in my abilities. I can, I can do this. I can become what I want to become. Okay, that's all positive affirmations. That's great. But once you say that, then you have to do that. You have to. Okay, well, what is it that great? Uh, what is it that great players do? What is it that you know? What is it that confident people do? Okay, are you doing that? If the answer's no, then start doing that. If the answer's yes, keep doing it until you see the results. And then when you see the results, do even more. Don't get complacent. Uh, A.A.Nunez10, what up? Welcome to the live. Um, okay, the, the one known as Anthony asks, can you go over the importance of making sacrifices to get what you want in life, such as pro soccer? Yes, I can, and that is a great question. Now, here's the thing. No matter what you're doing, even in this moment, you are sacrificing something. So if you don't understand that and know that, that's a problem. And what does that mean if you don't understand what I'm saying by that? Um, most of the time, you're thinking about what it is you want, but you're not thinking about what you'll have to give up to get it, which is sacrifice. And most people aren't willing to make the sacrifices necessary to get what they say they want, but choose to not pursue anything of meaning for themselves or purpose for themselves in place of that, which means you're making a sacrifice in your inaction. So. What I'm saying is pick what it is you want to strive towards or achieve, or more importantly, pick the journey that you want to be on, that you enjoy whether or whether or not you get to the destination. Because there is no, um, if being pro is your goal, what happens the day you become pro? If that was your motivation, <laughs> If that's your motivation, well, if, if you achieve that goal, then what is motivating you beyond that? So find motivations that becoming a pro is a milestone on the process and journey you're going on. So I think most of you guys probably know if you're joining in or have you know listened to me speak at all, my goal was never to become a professional soccer player. I was not set out to being a pro player. Um, what I was setting out and doing was leaving my goal every time, and it's still the same to this day. My goal every time I step on the soccer field is to never give up on a play and give 100% of my effort because this may be the last day I ever get to play the game. That's my goal. That's it. That's the only thing that's been my goal since I was like 10 years old is I don't want to step off the field regretting not having given everything I could while on the field. Not It's not to be a pro, it's not to be the best player in the world, it's not to play with you know some of the best players in the world, it's not to you know be famous, it's none of that. It's, just, it's literally, I don't want to ever step off the field and regret having not put in more effort on a play. I never want to step off the field and be like, man, I wish I had run harder there. Man, I wish I had, you know, not given up. Man, I would. That's been my only goal since 10 years old. And as a result of that mentality, as a result of, of doing that over years and years and years, think about that from 10 years old till 10, that's 10 years of doing that, right? Becoming a professional became a milestone, became a, a symptom of that mindset and that application of effort over time. So pro was not my goal, but pro was a part of my journey because of what I was pursuing and doing. And that's the difference. And this is where Ross and my story kind of mixes here. Ross's goal, one of Ross's goals was to be pro, right? And his effort, energy, and uh, hard work, and his due diligence and his proactive spirit and work he put in to get himself to college and then doing the things in college to get to pro, right? We're all correct. They're all the right things. His issue and problem, and he'll tell you the same thing, was uh, he got complacent because he made it pro. 
by making it pro, he lost the hunger. He wanted to play pro, but the hunger for doing what was necessary and what he had to sacrifice to stay at the professional level, he didn't make those, he didn't make those sacrifices. Um, he didn't learn quickly enough what he needed to do to apply to, to make, to maintain that level and to continue on to, you know, the next stage or the next levels of things. Because once you're at the pro level, there it's completely different than college and high school. You know, uh, the dynamic of money, the dynamic of like livelihood, the professional nature of it completely shifts. So the things you have to sacrifice, which ties into the question earlier, is much different. You know, uh, you may have to sacrifice. Uh, you may have to sacrifice playing so you can stay in an organization to learn long enough to get your next opportunity. Whereas opposed to most guys who are playing in college, once they get to the pro level, they can't handle, they can't handle not being the number one on the team. They can't handle, you know, not getting play time. They, they get down on themselves and because they're down on themselves, they don't do the extra training. Because they don't do the extra training, they don't get better. Because they don't get better, the coach, they fall out of favor with the coach. Because they fall out of favor with the coach, they don't get any they don't get any experience because they don't get any experience the next coach isn't willing to bring them in and now all of a sudden you're out of the system that's what happens to most guys you know msl msl how are you going to react when you're the best player on your college team you go pro and you're not going to play for four years before you get your opportunity but you have to train and play every single day as if the next day is going to be your breakout day your breakout game your opportunity that's the level of commitment that's necessary to make it in this game 10 plus years. And the reason why I know that is because this is, I'm, tell, I'm telling you from my experience. The reason why I'm here is because, like I said, my focus is always to leave the field having learned and given as much as I possibly can every time I step off the field. And I know by doing that for a long enough duration period of time, the opportunities that I'm, I'm looking for will arise. And they have, and that's why I'm still I'm still playing um, after this long. So that's a very long answer, but there there's you know, I mean there's a lot of context to that, and it's a lot more than just a quick one-liner. And there's many layers and levels to understanding what it actually takes. What it actually takes, and what you what you have to learn and more importantly what you have to implement once you learn um, even when no one else thinks you can do it even when everyone else is conspiring against you to prevent you from doing it you still have to do it because if you don't they're right and you don't want them to be right you have to want to prove people wrong more than you want to have fun Are you open? Um, are you open to playing internationally down the line? To be honest, I've never had any aspirations to play internationally. I've been open to it. Like I'm, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to it. But like I said, I just I enjoy I enjoy my league. I enjoy playing in MLS. I enjoy you know watching it grow, being a part of it, and I also enjoy building my my companies and my my businesses and I've never had any aspirations to play overseas though though throughout my career I have thought about like well you know what if I was what if I did develop in in a European system and kind of learn all that from a younger age like what level would I be at now how would I how would I be playing and navigating and it's hard to say because because of how difficult my career has been and the the difficulty of you know fighting to make your way in this league for as long that's a big reason why I have the um, you know the mentality that I do and I don't think I would have had that or at least not to the degree that I have it now if I had if I you know been in a system that was more established because uh, I think you as you learn something from others you tend to take you tend to take that knowledge for granted because you didn't earn you didn't it's not that you didn't earn it but you didn't work. You didn't work to the degree the person before you did to earn that information, and that, that's just like a natural progression of things. Like, you know, 
you'll never truly understand, let's say, the sacrifice your parents made for you until you're a parent yourself, right? It's, it's similar to that. And then even then, like, then you couldn't even really repay your parents for what they did for you. So you do your best to do that for your child, and then hopefully they do the same for you. And, you know, that's how I look at it. My headphones are starting to die down, so let me know if it starts to... If I ever get cut out, jeez, yeah, I always fall so far behind on the on the live. Uh, uh, Giovanni said, "Is it me, or do Europeans play faster than Americans?" I think there's two levels to that. The camera angle, the camera angle for the European league, I think, is a little bit different. It's like more on the. And it, this is my last understanding. Of it is a little bit more like field level, so. Um, that makes it faster, but also yes, they do they do play faster than here in America. Like they're they're much more the speed of play is much faster. The speed of decision making at that level is just higher. So it's like a combination of both of those. So it's I think the angle the angle of the camera and then just the fact that the guys are playing faster. But you'd be surprised how fast some games, especially here in um, in MLS, are. Um, is that, let's see, big schools play, big schools play with FC Barcelona and win the Ballon d'Or, well, that is going to require a lot of hard work, networking, and, um, basically you're going to have to give up your whole life and only dedicate and focus on accomplishing that goal, and even then, it's still may not be enough but if you understand that and it's still something you want to do i'd say go for it but understand what you're signing up for uh, okay uh you mentioned podcast what podcast do you do you listen to quincy recommendations okay of anything that i recommend that anybody especially you know anybody do first and foremost is learn financial literacy there's no there's no skill that is more important than financial literacy and then the second one would be money management and sales well financial literacy is money management but I'd say sales so even more important than financial literacy would be sales because if you know how to sell you could you could always run out of money but you could always make more because you know how to sell but Financial literacy, because I think once you know how to make money or once you have money, knowing how to keep it and grow it is most important. And that gives you the most options and that gives you time. And you don't, you get to determine where you allocate your time if you do that. So um, if you guys haven't been, I do have a financial literacy newsletter. So if you go to leverageinvestmentgroup.com, leverageinvestmentgroup.com, uh, I would very much recommend that you sign up for the financial literacy newsletter. I've got uh, a couple of autoresponder emails that go out that walk you through kind of like a crash course in financial literacy that I think is very, very helpful for everybody. It's free. Um, I'm just passionate about making sure everyone understands how money works. Um, so that's important. So a podcast I think would be, is a good one. Maybe it's a little bit, it's a little boring if you're not into like money management and stuff, but I think it's important. Money for the rest of us on iTunes is a good one. Uh, there, I listen to. I used to listen to Bigger Pockets. Uh, that was more real estate investing and stuff. But I go to the older episodes now. It's just like a bunch of the. It's just. It's, it's not. I think the brand got too big, and they're figuring. They're trying to figure out ways to make just come up with new content, which I understand. It's like I get it, but um, older, old, older episodes on Bigger Pockets. I listen to Stansbury's Investor Hour. Also, older episodes. I think the the guy Porter Stansbury, the main guy who had made made the podcast, he's like not do he's not on it anymore. And the new people on there, it's just it's not good. Or I won't say it's not good, but yeah, it's not good. It's not good anymore. But the older episodes, definitely listen to. You can learn a lot from there. I'll even go back and re-listen to. I'll go back and re-listen to old people like years ago stuff to get an understanding of how those people's predictions and how their thought processes played out and get an understanding of what they're saying today and 
how their ideas have changed over time and and how they're making their decisions and I think yeah I'm, I'm you know I nerd out when it comes to stuff like that what else um, I listen to Gary V's audio experience um, he's got good stuff on on marketing and sales but I think I think the thing that is difficult is he's so far ahead of most people that the things that he's speaking about in terms of um, applications into each person's you know particular level or ability is a little bit too high level I believe uh, but if you do listen to enough of it you can find the pieces that speak to you in that particular moment so I try my best to uh, go down to the foundational roots of stuff so if anyone so anyone at any point can start and jump on board and then and then build from there and then you can kind of jump in at that at that point um, what else stands oh, I'll say that I pulled up on my phone I can see podcast let's see what else got. and I got about I got about five more minutes guys before Instagram kicks me off um, there's the other one is it's on this phone uh, I what is it we talk to billionaires I'll listen to that Oh, Joe Rogan podcast. I used to listen to that before. Not as much. Not as much. Uh, I, I like to. I like to learn how to do stuff. So, not that you can't learn stuff from Joe Rogan's podcast, but I think he ends up talking to people for like two or three hours. So, maybe you can you can pull a cool a couple ideas from it. But I'm, I don't have three hours to talk to. You. I don't have the three hours to listen to. You those podcasts in their entirety, but I think there's like some guy on YouTube called JRE or something like that. I think he takes like the best clips and stuff from that, and I'll watch that on on YouTube. So then I'll also listen to you guys like Jordan Peterson. I like how he, I like I like the concepts and stuff he speaks to about like philosophically and morality wise. Um, those are a lot of things I think about all the time, and you know, there aren't many people who are thinking about things as deep as deeply and as much thought as I've been able to find as he as he does, so I appreciate his talks. Um, Dan Pena, he's a bit extreme, um, but I think he's he's a good he's a good person to listen to if you're someone who has a lot of trouble with self motivation and you kind of self sabotage all the time, and you need someone to kind of just like basically yell at you and cuss at you to get you to stick to stick to doing what you say you're going to do. So I think he's he's pretty decent. Um, who else? This is another guy, I forget his name. He's like an ex-FBI agent. I just started listening to him, so I don't know too much about that yet. I'm reading another book called New Power, so I'll let you guys know how that's going. I just finished this. I finished this other book. It's not even good, so I won't even bother telling you guys about it because it wasn't. it's not worth reading. It's a waste of time. It wasn't a waste of time. It wasn't a waste of time. I just didn't get as much from it as I was hoping I would. Quincy um, making philosophical speeches like he's Socrates. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking about it being a... Well, I'm not thinking about... I feel like I'm a philosopher. You know, the more I'm, I think about... I've been... I've just been a deep thinker my whole life. And I just thought that was just normal. And then when I'm sharing, like, my thoughts... And ideas with people, a lot of them are just telling me like, hey, uh, it's, it's breakfast, man. I'm not trying to get that deep. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. You know, I'll save that for my for my loyal my loyal followers on the Ask a Soccer Pro show. Um, Frank said, have you ever gotten the opportunity to play outside of the U.S.? Yeah, I went and played in, uh, well, I guess like outside of MLS, I, I went on trial with a team. Uh, well, went and trained with a team in Thailand between my second, between my my second and third contract. That was a good experience. We've played. I've played out in Europe a couple times. We played QPR. We played Liverpool. Played who else? 
Liverpool, QPR, Ipswich. Um, you know, I'm terrible with those European clubs. I never watched those games, so I don't remember all the teams. Played a couple of teams. Scored a couple goals against them. And then we've also played, played El Salvador, Metapon, Costa Rica. Did I play in Costa Rica? I don't think we played in Costa Rica. We traveled to Costa Rica. Uh, Ball and Determination said, I love the book in all caps. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> MLS fan base said, perfect soccer greater than Fortnite. I respect that. Thank you very much. Fruit Ninja still exists. Yeah, maybe I gotta update. I gotta update my app reference game. My yeah, my app reference game. Um, let's see. Uh, do you do you drink protein shakes and when did you start? Uh, I do. I'll drink. I'll drink like a recovery protein shake after the game. I think right now the league has like Advocare, but I wouldn't. I don't think I'd really recommend that. I think it's a lot of like fake preservative stuff in it. And like, uh, I don't think it's the best, but when I that I'll 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 drink that if that's the only thing there. If I bring my own stuff, I do like using like that collegiate muscle milk. I've used that before, and then yeah, I'm not too big on supplementation. Like I don't do a lot of it. I mean, I have and I do, and it does benefit. It is helpful, but I mean, you can get the same amount out of just eating, out of the food that you eat. That's why it's called supplement, right? It's just to supplement what you're already doing, not supposed to replace it. Um, yeah, I think probably got like two or three more minutes before the live goes down, but I appreciate you guys joining me in as all, joining me as always. Let's see what we got. Got the AirPods, it can't. Broke what? Oh, I didn't play. Oh, I didn't play. In, I we I played games in El Salvador with my uh, MLS team. I didn't play for an El Salvadorian team. I've always I've only played for MLS clubs. Coincidence to trip. Maybe one day. Uh, Steven said, "What team are you signed for?" I signed for DC United, and that's where I'm at right now. We're in preseason. Uh, everybody hit the heart button on the bottom right of the live. Huh. What's up? What does that even mean? So, like, if you hit the, the heart button, it just means you're... Barry, girl, what up? Welcome to the live. I know you're joining us in the last, like, minute, but we, we appreciate having you. I don't know. You got to hit up DC and ask them when the announcement's coming, huh? It's just going to try out for high school next year. Any tips? Okay, I got two minutes left, guys. The countdown is in. Uh, yes, if it's just going to try out for high school next year, my tip is that she goes and downloads the book immediately and reads that as soon as possible, because that'll, that'll, that'll help her the most. I'd also recommend she reads the Ultimate College Soccer Recruiting Blueprint um, if she's wanting to eventually play college soccer. And for those of you who made it all the way to the end, if you haven't already, go check out Skills Academy, our soccer training program that we put together, as well as... Uh, more importantly, go join um, perfectsoccerskills.com slash bpro. Uh, Ryan, Ross, Mark, and myself are putting together all of our our uh, bpro training stuff to connect people directly with pros so you can have like one-on-one -on -one mentorship programs and stuff like that, and that's going to be pretty dope. We've also got like our evaluation sessions to help you get an understanding of where you are and put together a specific plan to take your game to the next level. Um, Steven said, how many years left in soccer? I know it's a hard question. I'm not sure. We'll see. Depends on how long I feel like continuing to do it. It's a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of sacrifice. And, you know, I have a family now, so I don't want to be moving around all the time. So hopefully I can have more of a long-term thing and that turns into multiple years. But I don't know. We'll always see. But guys, I got about 20 seconds left. And it usually always cuts off like well before then, but I would like to thank you guys again for joining the show, the episode. If you guys would be as so kind as to maybe take a screenshot, reshare this, and let people know what you're taking away from 
joining me every Thursday and tell them why they need to join and turn on push notifications. I'll be seeing you guys soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Three more seconds left. I'll see you next week. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.